Welcome to another episode of Ed Luminaries with Alejandra Zertuche, CEO of Enflux, who brings you powerful educator perspectives hailing from all walks of life. Get inspired and obtain great takeaways that you can apply to help set your students up for success. Sometimes all it takes is to hear how innovative educators approach similar problems and overcome obstacles to support breakthrough academic success. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Alejandra Sertuche and you're listening to the Ed Luminaries podcast, where we talk with educational leaders to find out, find out how they're thinking and working creatively to drive student success. Today's session is a recording of one of our first out of the three webinars that we hosted for nursing programs. The discussion in this webinar is related to competency-based education, how to align the new essentials with your curriculum and make sure that you don't have any gaps, what tools, technology, and resources are available to your program. So we discuss these three topics with our great, excellent partners um, from of and Core Higher Education. Derek Tagomi, Director of New Products and Partnership at Examsoft, and Alexis Carboni, VP at Core Higher Education Group. I hope you enjoyed this uh, recorded session, and please let us know if you have any questions. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's session. My name is Alejandra Sarduche, and I'm the CEO and founder of Enflux. Enflux is a data and decision support system built to save time, make data accessible, support better decisions, and effectively manage simple and complex processes. We are the secret weapon of data-driven educators. And today we're here with our partners to discuss competency-based education and curriculum alignment. We're with ExamSoft and Core Higher Education Group. This session, this webinar is the first of three webinars that we're gonna have within the next three weeks. Next week, we'll cover the measurement of student progress through curriculum, followed by a roundtable discussion. Let's start today's session. First, I want to give a warm welcome to our partners, Jarek Tagomi, Director of New Products and Partnerships at ExamSoft, and Alexis Carboni, VP of Core Higher Education Group. We're really excited to be here uh, today. Uh, Jarek, Alexis, um, thank you so much for being here today to talk about uh, competency-based education. Now, without further ado, let's start talking about CBE and curriculum alignment. Now, we know change isn't always easy. The transition to CBE will be challenging, but it's necessary so that we can prepare the nurses of the future. So let's take a moment and think about how to go about the transition to CBE in a smarter way. The goal of today's session is to go over the differences between CBE and traditional learning so that we can develop a sustainable process for curriculum development, revision and evaluation, discover strategies to implement and streamline competency-based assessments in both didactic and experiential, and also gain an understanding on how to design a process to timely produce and distribute student competency performance reports. Let's start with the first one. What's the big difference between CBE and traditional learning? 
competency-based education is not about seat time. It's not about a student sitting in a classroom and just passing the quizzes and the exams and then moving along the curriculum. Competency-based education is student-centered. It's where their students are expected to master competencies across the education and the curriculum. Its focus is on mastery of competencies rather than completion of a course. In traditional education, students are ex expected to pass cumulative assessments or exams. So therefore, CBE is outcome-driven and requires frequent assessments and meaningful and timely student feedback. We, CBE is all about making sure that the students take accountability on their own learning journey. And in order to do so, they need that feedback so that they have a better understanding or where they're not performing well and where are the competencies that they have to put more attention to. Now, let's start with curriculum mapping. That's the first thing that we have to do. And we, we know the nursing programs are taking a lot of effort to align their curriculum to the new essentials. This process needs the collaboration from faculty so that they, we together in a collective way, we can ensure that there's no gaps that can impede student mastery of competencies. As the new essentials document says, the curriculum needs to be designed to promote responsible learning and assure the development of competencies. Now, a CBE curriculum map needs competency-based assessments. Faculty needs to assess learners for competence, not just assess scores. So they're required to provide clear evidence of student competency achievement. Therefore, it's extremely important that faculty align their assessments to competencies so that we can capture that data. The analysis of this data is used for course improvement, curriculum improvement, and to provide students with meaningful and timely feedback which takes us to the third step. All of this data, all of the competency-based assessments needs to be provided to the students so that they get engaged in their own learn journey of learning. Students need to see and understand their own progress towards mastery of competency from improving learning and mastery of competencies. The last but not the least, because we, we need to CBE's continuous quality improvement is evaluating curriculum effectiveness. We need to make sure that we not only provide a clear alignment of the courses and the new essentials, but that we're also collecting data and evaluating the effectiveness of the curriculum. But what's the problem? As we all know, the problem is that curriculum realignment is not an easy task especially when there's no centralized repository of syllabus and assessment data. Most nursing programs, all kinds of disciplines are data rich, information poor. They have no single point of truth. They have manual, inefficient and prone to error processes. And when it comes time to doing curriculum evaluation or the self-study, it becomes anecdotal and nebulous. Or as our customers tell us, before influx, it was a treasure hunt game, looking for all the information so that we can provide that report to the accreditors or to make sure that we have curriculum alignment. Now, there's a lot of challenges, but let's take, take one step at a time. Let's start by aligning your curriculum to the new essentials 
and course learning outcomes. Five simple steps, but yet it sounds, it's easier to say than do it, but we're here to provide you with some free tools so that you can take action. Through these five steps, it's important to, to bring faculty into the discussion because it helps to shift their focus from just my course to our program so that we can together better prepare nursing students for success. So let's start with the first step. First step, extremely important, compile reliable and accurate data sets. In order to start building the curriculum map, even if it's in an Excel file, it's extremely important that we pull the data from sources of truth. For instance, faculty names and emails, course names, program learning outcomes, or course learning outcomes, the essentials, the endless client needs categories, and assessment activity types. It's, it's, it's make, once we collect this data, this curriculum map down the future can be integrated with student performance data. So it's extremely important that the data is reliable and is coming from the sources of truth. Now, the second step is collecting curriculum data. We have provided, we have created a template that you can use and it's here. The presentation um, is gonna be available after um, uh, the, pres the presentation is going to be available after today's session. We have created a form that we want to share with you so that you can enter all of the data that you collected related to course learning objectives, course names, faculty names, and everything else, and then ask faculty to submit their information per course in the form. Because the third step is to present different types of curriculum map data. You need to evaluate the data from the spreadsheet in multiple times, in multiple different ways. For instance, which domains are we covering the most? Which courses cover too much outcomes? What's the average number of competencies that each of the courses cover? And so on. It's extremely important to analyze the data in different angles. And the fourth step, and one of the most important ones, is to analyze the curriculum map data through a um, a collaborative conversation is not just about showing a graph, but it's also about having a conversation with faculty. And in here, I'm providing um, guiding questions adapted from Wellman and Lipton Data-Driven Dialogue, a facilitator's guide to collaborative inquiry. In here, what we can see is three columns. The first thing we need to talk about is what are we seeing in the data? We need to record our observations. The second one is, what's the interpretation of what or the meaning of the data? And the third one is, now what? What should we do? What should we do so that we can, um, what changes do, they, do we need to make? What actions do, do you want to take going forward? What topics should we shuffle between courses? We need to document these three important discussion points. What is the data telling us? What's our interpretation? And what's the action that we're gonna take from that? Fifth step is to share and discuss the curriculum map with your students. The curriculum map provides students with a picture of what competencies they need to achieve at each level. 
For students, curriculum map facilitates their understanding on how each course is intended to contribute to their profit, proficiency and mastery of competencies. On their own, if they're not performing well on these competencies, they can enroll tutoring sessions or supplemental instructions so that they can further strengthen their knowledge or skills. In summary, the curriculum map can not only help the students and faculty, but also academic advisors. The curriculum map facilitates discussion on, on students' progress across the curriculum so that they can identify supplemental instructions that could support students' prof proficiency and mastery of com competencies. Now, a visual representation of your curriculum map is just the beginning. It's extremely important that we collect data, which is the competency-based assessments, so that we can also evaluate the curriculum and how the students are progressing through the different competencies um, over time. And in this presentation, um, the purpose of today is not to give any demo of our products, it's just to inform, to, to discuss the things that we're seeing. But after the presentation, you can go into our, our presentation and go into this video that shows you a demo of how Enflux can help you with curriculum effectiveness and the curriculum map. Now, Alexis, can you tell us a little bit more about how CORE helps the school streamline assessment and student performance data? Thank you, Ale, I'd be happy to. Um, so once we have the curricular map in place, what's next? You're going to need a process that's going to be focused on comparing how students perform in different courses, comparing different cohorts. Um, you're going to need to collect this data over time and across diverse settings in order to have that meaningful data capture. Um, here's a graphic just outlining really the traditional learning versus competency-based education. Uh, your competencies really should build upon each other over time. Just because a student is deemed competent in a certain point in the curriculum doesn't mean they're still competent later on. Um, and again, during clinicals, of course, that should be reassessed over and over again. The level needed to be considered at that point you know, would be higher than early on in the didactic setting. So they should be assessed, they should be reassessed. You know, those assessments should build over time. They should include self-evaluation, Self-reflection should, of course, be included. They should occur in the didactic simulation and clinical academic settings. Um, and they should also be captured in a way that makes it easy to report on. Um, if we can't do anything with the data, what is you know, the sense of capturing that? Um, so a little outline of learning experiences in CBE. Um, and here at CORE Education Group, we support the entire student journey from admissions to continuing education um, and really collecting that assessment data along the way at every point in the student journey with a heavy focus really on managing competency-based education and all aspects of clinical rotations. Uh, like Ale explained, we're not really focusing on our products today, but if you did want to learn more information, we'd be happy to set up a demonstration and we've got a link there for you to request more information. With the shift to CBE, we are seeing new approaches to assessing students' learning and clinical environments. 
um, sending students out on clinical and collecting a midterm and final clinical evaluation are not enough. All activities should be tied uh, back to competency. So anything you know, students are doing in that clinical setting should really support them becoming uh, competent. More details on students' clinical skills performed and patient encounters should be collected and assessed. So again, it's not just a checkoff. Uh, we want to make sure that we're gathering those details and that our students are having meaningful experiences. You know, making sure that, again, that's easily reportable, not just by the student, but also by your clinical site. So you can quickly do an audit and make sure you know, all of your sites are offering those diverse experiences. Um, of course, a heavy focus on interprofessional education opportunities and you know, being able to collect student skills um, and experiences in that same type of manner I just mentioned, um, you know, really being able to collect those details and reporting on them by student and then also by site. And then, of course, we're seeing that you know, heavy focus on the four spheres of care as well. Um, not just tying them back to clinical learning experiences, but also ensuring our students and graduates can easily articulate uh, their experiences as they enter the workforce. And then um, a heavy focus on using new, using new technology, um, exploring better use of new technology and streamlining you know, work um, in the clinical setting. And that's extremely important so that we capture um, how not only if the students are learning and, and becoming proficient on different competencies, but also where are they becoming proficient and that they have an opportunity to practice their skills. And we need to provide that information back to the students so that they can own, take ownership of their own learning habits, take ownership of their own learning uh, program. And with that, uh, Derek, I would love to, to hear from you more about how do you, how does ExamSoft help provide the nursing programs valuable data for, um, for, for competency-based education? Of course, thank you. Yes, so a big theme today is ownership and also just giving the students the ability to really measure those outcomes and competencies. And that's something that we really want to give time back to the people who love to deal with these students and not force them to always be dealing with managing questions and the headaches of that. And so what we've done is built a robust assessment platform where you're able to measure all your competencies through something we call categorization. So whether this is your influx client needs, cues and nursing process systems, we give you the ability to tag all of your questions and manage all your questions in one place. And that's kind of the start and foundation to getting that valuable data that it takes to really give the students the ability to own their own success. And then we also give you a platform to assess the students that's secure. So data is extremely important, but if the data isn't coming in in a way that is with high integrity, then it's hard to actually measure the success of a student. So through our platform, we've introduced over the last few years some ways to be able to assess students in an equal way, equal opportunity, while also being able to do things remotely and in person without the need for internet. And so that's one of the primary 
ways that we make sure that the students aren't able to use outside resources and you're getting that valuable data to your faculty as well as to the students. And then from a feedback standpoint, as I mentioned, you're able to tag your questions as you create them with competencies and those competencies will then perform in different ways as students are interacting with them. So we've made some partnerships in not only the, uh, the technology space, but also in the content space. So with ExamSoft, you're not just getting a platform where you can create your own assessments and categorize them, but we allow you also to evaluate some different content providers who will actually put questions in for you and pre-categorize those. And then on the back end, we allow you to do some great feedback options. So the feedback that we provide is not only limited to tracking the outcomes of your own students by tagging items. If you're utilizing one of our content providers, you also are able to do national benchmarking. And that national benchmarking will actually tell a student not only where they're doing in their current exam compared to their other students that they're participating with in that exam, but also compare them to thousands of other students across the nation taking similar exams so they can actually see where they may stack up on this exciting new next-gen NCLEX coming out in 2023. So just a quick overview on kind of how ExamSoft would work and how it may be implemented into your program. We allow you, of course, to create your own questions. Like I mentioned, the students would download that exam onto their device where we will lock down that device in a unique way. This is not a lockdown browser, but actually a lockdown system. And it'll ensure that the student is who they say they are and who you want to take the exam and assess them in a way where you know that data is going to be accurate. They'll then submit that exam and we'll do the automatic grading and it'll pump out a few important reports, but then the other data influx does a great job of aggregating in a way where you can apply that to accreditation as well as measure your, your cohorts and your faculty members to see where there's room for improvement. Thank you, Derek. And people might be wonder, um, before we start uh, uh, questions and answers, I think people might be wonder, what's the relationship between exams of core and influx? Well, I'm, I'm really proud to tell everybody that we have built a great relationship between the three of us because Enflux is the, it's, it's the data refinery, it's the one that is integrating the data from these two amazing um, tools, assessment tools, so that we can provide you the student um, performance cards, so that we can provide you with a better picture on how your curriculum, how your students are performing in your curriculum and how the students, individual students are performing so that you can provide that timely feedback to the students. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us today. We're gonna take a minute to read the, the, the questions submitted through the chat and we'll come back to answer them. Thank you so much. You've just listened to Ed Luminaries inspiring stories and ideas from educators to educators with Alejandra Zertuche. Connect with us at edluminaries.com to join the conversation and access the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.